Welcome to Behind the Boss Lady podcast, a sacred space where each week I share with you a look into what it really takes to run a soul-led business in today's modern world by giving you a look behind the boss lady with solo casts from me and interviews from guest experts. We share a whole lot of wisdom, strength, a little woo, and lots of love as we go all in on business coaching and personal mastery, helping you develop the highest version of yourself and step into your power to let your light shine. There is nothing that is too much, there is no truth too real, and there is never a topic that we won't touch when teaching you how to stay in alignment when things get messy. I'm Shelby, your host, solopreneur, and CEO of the Boss Lady Agency, a business coaching company dedicated to helping women just like you answer their soul's calling. You have the power within you to transform your mind, body, soul, and business to create the life of your dreams. Now let's dive in. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the show. On today's episode, we have a guest with us, and her name is Adrienne Delgado. She is a registered licensed dietitian that has 20 years of experience in outpatient nutrition care. And today she is going to share with us how to find a nutrition program that works for you. Adrienne became an author of her first Book, Nutrition, Eat, Repeat, A Busy Woman's Guide to a Healthier Mind, Body, and Life. And she's also a public speaker and host of her own podcast. Thank you so much for being here, Adrian. I am so, so excited to hear all about your journey into entrepreneurship and really how we can help other women out there find this nutrition program that works for you. So I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself to the listeners today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. Um, just a little bit about myself. Like I said, my name is Adrienne Delgado. I'm a registered dietitian, and I have been doing nutrition counseling for almost 20 years. So I started out my journal, my journey in clinical nutrition. So I worked in a couple of different hospitals, um, and then I had a couple kids. So I actually I have five children, and Um, took some time off to be with them, and then actually opened up my own outpatient practice in 2013. Uh, I actually co-own the business with my husband. Uh, I'm obviously, like I said, a a dietitian. My husband's a massage therapist. So we decided to just pull our resources together, create one business. And um, we've been, uh, we're right in a suburb right outside of Philly, uh, for, like I said, since 2013, it started out that I was the only dietitian. Uh, he was the only massage therapist on our team. And now we're up to nine dietitians and we own a thriving outpatient practice that serves our community in always nutrition. Wow. So not only are you a busy mama of five, a wife, but you also have a business that has an actual office where clients come to you and you've created this dynamic duo of being able to not only help people with their diet, but also get that service of massage as they're there. So how is that for your clients? Is it something that you've seen has been really, really beneficial for them on their journey yeah. Yeah. You would think when you think of nutri- nutrition and massage, you don't necessarily think of those two things going together, uh, but it, they actually complement each other well, because a lot of our clients 
may be coming to see us with medical conditions. So they haven't exercised in a long time. And so they'll jump into a program and injure themselves. And so that's where the massage can come alongside and help them. Um, or they just want to start taking care of their body and, you know, starting to, you know, look into other forms of self-care. How can I take care of myself, whether it's stress management or pain relief? And that's where sometimes that massage therapy comes in as a great adjunct. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, I would say that all of my clients do both, but it's just a nice option that we can offer to people. It absolutely gets people in the door when they're like, oh, you have massage. Yes, let me please come. Um, but it's just, it's a great service to offer as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's exciting things. Yeah, I think that that's incredible. It's, it, who wouldn't want to go get help with their nutrition, learn the best way to care for their body and also give themselves a, a dose of self-love while they're there? Yeah, absolutely. So I would, I would love to just dive into your journey as to how you created this business with your husband. You know, what was the starting point for you? What led you into wanting to become a dietitian yourself? A great question. So I actually started my journey um, when I was at college as a pre-med major. So I knew I always wanted to help people. I love the medical field. So I just assumed that meant doctor. And so I was, I remember I was taking a class. Um, I was part of this group called the Future Health Professionals Club. So it was basically for pre-med students and they would invite different specialists into the group to talk about their specialty. So cardiologists, pediatricians, gastroenterologists, and it was an opportunity for us to ask questions so we could figure out what path we wanted to take after um, we were accepted into med school. And so many people are asking such great questions about the specific science and the technology involved. And one day I just shot my hand up in the air, kind of surprised myself. And I asked the question, do you have kids? <laughs> do you get to see your family as much as you like? Um, because I knew that was something that was really important to me. I knew I wanted to have a family. I always wanted a large family. And so I wasn't willing to sacrifice that for, um, for a profession I loved, but I just knew that was a big part of what I wanted to do and it was going to be a big part of my story. Mm -hmm. And so after that doctor was like, no, I don't really get to see them. I work a lot of nights. I'm on call all the time. I literally signed myself out of the pre-med program and started to look and see what other professions or could I go into that I wouldn't have to lose all of my science classes, my calculus, my physics that I worked really hard to do well in. Mm -hmm. and, um, that's when I happened to stumble across nutrition and I realized this would be a great practical um, field where I can still help people, where I can use you know, medicine um, the medical field, the body, how it heals itself. I can still use all those, those things, mm. but I can turn it into more of a practical conversation and I would be able to balance it with family. So that's how I stumbled across the field of nutrition. Wow. So, and I think that that says a lot about who you are, that that was the biggest question for you. Mm -hmm. if you would be able to see your family and spend time with your family. I think that when we 
start our careers or we become entrepreneurs, we don't necessarily think about that, the toll that it might have on not only ourselves, but on those around us, on our families, that time, the time spent away, the, you know, areas of our life that we can focus on really being there and present. It's super important to be able to find those spaces so that we can create that dream life where everything fits in it correctly and right for us, right? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, one of my, um, my nutrition professors in my an entry level nutrition class I took, she had us write a letter to our future self, mm-hmm. you know, like, where do I see you 10 years from now? And I happened to stumble across that letter, um, probably like five or 10 years ago. And it, it like literally brought tears to my eyes because I was doing everything I wanted to do. I was able to, you know, be home with my kids when I needed to be with them, but also grow an outpatient practice that I was really proud of and really serving the community well. And so it was just like, wow, I actually thought this is what I wanted to do. And how many people are lucky enough to say that that came true? Mm -hmm. Totally. And I think that the future letter to yourself is so important. That's actually something that I have my clients do too when they first start coming and working with me is because we can have all of these visions and all of these dreams, all of these goals, but there's something that kind of happens with this connection of actually bringing it to life once we write it down on paper and we kind of claim it and we say, this is what I want and this is what I'm working so hard for. And when you go back and you read that and you see that you've stepped into that purpose and you're truly living that out in reality, it is, it brings so many emotions because in the moment, it doesn't necessarily feel like it can all come true. And it's just kind of like, okay, well, this is what I want. We'll see if it happens. And once you realize that you're truly living that life that you designed by way of everything that you wanted that's the beauty of entrepreneurship and just being able to be your own boss and set your own schedule so with all of that and how you've been able to like fully manifest and create that life for yourself what does it look like now for you as you're running your outpatient practice and how it is with being a mama of five Yeah. Well, I will say my kids are a little bit older now. So I have three boys and two girls. My oldest is my boys are 15, 14 and 11. And then I have twin nine-year-olds. So I am in a place where, you know, they're, they're now back in school. I mean, I'll tell you COVID was rough when everybody was home trying to find spaces for everybody to do their work as well as myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But now that they're back in school, things are slowly transitioning back into a well-oiled machine. Um, but I will say, so for me personally, my schedule is I see clients on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I have see them for about eight, nine hours in a day. And then I work on the business, the remaining, I will say two to three days. So I do try to like set aside Sunday as a rest day, as a family day. Doesn't mean that work stuff doesn't kind of creep in every once in a while, but I do try to, you know, only work on the business for about six days, mm-hmm. or I should say six days total, whether it's seeing clients and then working on the business. And I think that was one of the biggest eye-opening things uh, for me. It was, I knew I was going to see clients and that was going to be part of it, but I had a conversation with somebody one time and they're like, well, how many hours do you work on the business? 
I was like, oh, well, I see clients Monday, Wednesday, Friday. He's like, no, not in the business, on the business. Mm. And I was like, oh, I didn't think about that before. Because honestly, it's probably, you know, if I want to say 50-50, but I don't even think that's true. I probably work, you know, 30% in the business and 70% on the business because I just, um, there's so many things to do. There's so many things to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I know nutrition, but I don't know marketing. I don't know advertising. I don't know branding. And that was a lot to learn in order to keep up with everybody else that's also selling products and selling services. Yep. Yep. And that's kind of the, the thing that when you first are starting, it is that confusing balance and boundary because you do think of serving your clients as you're, you're working on your business. You're doing, you know, the thing that you set out to do and that's help people, especially for you with their nutrition. And we don't necessarily realize that there's like systems and processes and schedules and things that we have to do to actually keep that business running and not only keep our clients happy, but keep a steady flow of new clients coming in for us. It's like, you don't even think about that. It's just, woohoo, like I got clients, I'm working, I'm doing it. But like you said, it's the things that we don't necessarily know that we have to focus on and work on the marketing, the advertising, being able to show up and attract new clients to us. So as you were diving in and like realizing all of that, the difference between working on and in your business, what would you say has been the most challenging part of that experience for you? I think a more recent challenge. So I think I found my way in working through it, but probably one of the more recent challenges was getting confused at what my next step should be. So I was, you know, listening to a bunch of different people through different podcasts, listening to different coaches, and there was so much noise going around and chattering all around me that it was like, do this. No, you need to create an online program. Okay. So then I would put all this emphasis on online, but then I was noticing my client base wasn't getting the attention it deserved. So then my, my husband was really good about helping to keep me grounded because I just you know, I had all these ideas and he's like, whoa, 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 let's just, let's do one thing well before we just start adding all these different things to our, to our plates. And I think for me, it was figuring out how to stay true to our brand, our um, mission, our goals, Mm. and not being distracted by all the chatter that was telling me how I should be doing things and how it needs to look this way. And if you're going to be successful, then you have to do this. And that just wasn't true. I didn't have to do those things. I had a successful business right in front of me, but I was almost, you know, to the point where I was so distracted by all the things that I was supposed to be doing that I was sacrificing the people that were right, literally in front of me, ready to, to be served. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> no, no, that 100% makes sense. And that is something that happens to so many people because there is so much noise out there. You know, it's easy to hop on Google and type in a question or even as you're scrolling through different Facebook groups or on Instagram and you see all of these different people sharing 
their advice and their strategies and how you should be doing things for your business. And if you don't do it this way, it's not going to work. And like you said, that's absolutely not true. Just as every single individual is different, every single business is different. So how it runs and how it thrives and how it grows is extremely different and dependent on the business owner themselves because you know what you're good at and you know how you serve your clients best and you know how to work your business best. And so it's looking at those areas that you're really sufficient and good at and just kind of 10xing that. Okay, how can I make this even better to grow more? Because this is what my people like. I don't have to recreate the wheel or even recreate my whole business because something worked for somebody else. It worked for them because that is them. That's their energy. That's their system that it worked for. So I love that you brought that up because that's something that I think is so important. And I tell every single person that I work with that exact thing, because it's not true. I'm not going to sit here and tell you exactly what I do in my business every day and why I've been able to be successful and grow my business, because it's not necessarily going to work for yours. We're going to look at your business model, how you energetically run, and we're going to tailor and create things that work for you. So thank you for sharing that because I think that that is a huge challenge that so many entrepreneurs come up against and we don't even see it while we're in the moment of changing and doing all of the things because we really think that we have to, to be successful because that's what we keep hearing. So thank you so much for sharing that. And as you realize that and you moved through that and you your ground and figured out your secret sauce that worked best for you and your business, what would you say is the, the most crucial thing that you've done for yourself and your business that has allowed you to stay true to who you are as you grow your business more? Wow. Okay. So honestly, um, within the past five months, four or five months, I've actually created a discipline of journaling every morning. And, and um, so I have like, like a little quiet time where I, you know, read my Bible, do a devotional, like really try to feed my soul and, you know, really take care of my mind. But after that, actually, I do this whole journal exercise where, you know, I start to think about you know, it's a check-in with my goals. It's a check-in with um, gratitude, uh, things that I'd like to change and, you know, um, think um, what I'm proud of, mm. you know? So I feel like I always tell my clients, I'm never going to ask you to do something I'm not willing to do myself. And so for me, doing the work, the mindset work, like really grounding myself, whether it's, to stay humble or whether it's to remind myself of how far I've come, because I think for so many of us, we don't celebrate those small victories and those small wins. We kind of deflect them because they're not the big wins. Well, until I have 10,000 followers, then it doesn't count. Or until I grow my business to seven figures, then it doesn't count. And then I'll celebrate. Yeah. But we forget that the small wins are what create momentum And so for me, it's really important to have integrity in my practice and to be able to not only talk the talk, but I have to walk the walk 
And journaling has really helped ground me and help me focus on what's important, what I need to let go. So that way, when I'm in that room with that client, I mean, they have 100% of my energy and my focus and my time, and I'm not distracted by other things that are weighing me down. So I don't know if that's the answer you were looking for, but that's what came to mind as something that's really important to me. And then right after I do that practice, then I go work out because I take care of my mind and my body first so I can take care of others even better. And that discipline has helped me tremendously. That's beautiful. I think that that is huge and definitely probably a reason that you've been able to create success within your business and grow your business as you have because you've realized that aspect of how important it is. Like they say, you have to fill your cup first before you can fill anybody else's. And it's so true. There's so many times that we can get so focused on everything else and everyone else, and we push ourselves to the back burner. And then there comes this point where we're just drowning in life and we don't know why, but it's because we allowed ourselves to just get pushed to the wayside and didn't focus on those things, especially when it comes to mindset. It's so important to have a strong and powerful mindset where when things arise, you can understand why it's happening and you can work yourself through it. And I think that you accepting and doing this whole journaling is huge because that allows you to kind of dive deep into your soul, ask yourself those questions and continue to envision your future, right? Just as this all started by you writing a letter to your future self, you're now every single day writing a letter to yourself, honoring yourself, showing yourself what you need, what's going good. Those small wins, like you said, are so huge to celebrate. I tell everyone, celebrate the small wins. You don't need to go out and do something crazy. Turn on some music and dance around the house. Get excited. Go tell somebody. It's just celebrating those small things in any sort of way that just tells your mind, I can do this and I am doing it and I'm going to continue doing it. So thank you for that. I think that that is a incredible way to just honor yourself and step into this new way of being for you and your business. And I think that that leads amazingly into talking about how you help people to choose the proper diet or nutrition program for them. Yeah. So everybody's on an individual basis. So I don't have like a cookie cutter method because that's not how nutrition works. And Unfortunately, there's a lot of diet programs out there that, you know, I think they, they certainly mean well, but when you try to push everybody into one way, it leads to a lot of frustration. It leads to a lot of disappointment. It leads to a lot of shame and failure. And I always say it just kind of layers on, um, diet trauma, (laughs) And so, you know, eventually now I probably say the majority of people that I work with are between, uh, well, if I say the majority are between like 30 and 65 year olds. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, these are people that have done different programs throughout the years. They've tried all these different things and they're just done. They're like, I don't, I just want to be healthy. I want to feel well. I want to be there for my kids or my grandkids. 
And I just don't have the time or the bandwidth to do one of these programs, even though they're, they're all shiny and glittery and they promise 10 pounds by Friday, like mentally, I can't take it anymore. And so my job is to just meet them where they're at, you know, you know, remind them that's not their fault. You know, they were just doing the best they could with the information they had at that time and then show them a new way mm -hmm. and be open to like, you know, not only is it the nutrition counseling component that I love, but I do a lot of work with the mindset piece. Like how do we change our relationship with food? How do we change our relationship with our body so that we can do things out of love and appreciation and kindness versus blame and shame and guilt and deprivation because mm. that does not work. But that is what they think works because that's what has been shown to them or taught to them throughout the years and what has been passed on. Something I feel so passionately about is, you know, how do you talk to your children? And so a lot of people, they don't talk to their kids about their weight, you know, so it's not necessarily a conversation, but when you step on the scale every morning and your shoulders fall and you have that look of disappointment, you don't need any words in that moment because if your child is watching you, they learn that that scale makes you feel bad, right? And they yeah, don't even yeah. need it. So then you don't, if you're not having that conversation of how do you talk to yourself and how do you build yourself up when you see something disappointing, how are they supposed to then take that information when they feel disappointed if we're not teaching them the scripts to use? Yeah. So yeah. I feel really passionate about like, how do we change that mindset piece so people can, you know, learn how to recover from a mistake? Right. We don't know how to do that. And that's actually one of my tips for finding a, a nutrition, um, how to find the right program. It's one that teaches you the mindset work. Like, how do you talk to yourself after you make a mistake? Or how do you sit in the uncomfortable? Right. So lots of diets will tell you, eat this, not that. Don't do this. Do that. They'll give you all your rules. Mm -hmm. And we'll get excited because we think we want rules right? Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Yeah. Except it's a crap because no, we won't. We want to do what we want to do. Yeah. But yeah. we need to understand like, how do we talk to ourselves at nine o'clock at night when we're craving chocolate? Your list of eat this, don't eat that is not helpful in those moments. So, you know, one of the biggest thing is to, when you are looking for something is find something that's going to address those types of problems. You know, the whole part of labeling foods as good or bad, something we do so um, harmlessly, I'll use air quotes when I say harmlessly, like, oh, well, we don't, oh, I'm so bad today, right? Just, we use that language so carelessly and we all know what it means. Oh, what did you eat, right? You know, yeah. but eventually yeah. what happens is you start to associate your moral and your worth based off of I not I ate something bad today I was bad today yeah right? yeah it's that mentality that you start to formulate and it can start so young mm -hmm. because of the way that parents talk to themselves the way that they see themselves in the mirror when they do step on that scale as they are at the grocery store picking out food whatever it may be it's those little things that you don't even 
recognize that are not only damaging your own mental state, but it is being passed on to those watching you and looking up to you. And that's why there's like that lineage trauma that comes because it just becomes this normal like bypass and way of being, right? It's like, oh, well, that's how my parents were. That's how my mom was. It's what I saw my dad do. So therefore I am that and that's all that I am and I can't change or be different. So like you're saying, it's getting aligned with your mindset and talking to yourself differently, saying things differently and really figuring out how to move through the hard moments with grace and ease and knowing that you're human and mistakes happen and it's learning the tools from somebody who is going to be able to guide you into rewiring that framework so that as you look at food or when you have a hard day it's not that you're putting yourself down it's that there's tomorrow right yeah yeah what are those I call them faulty defaults you know, those thoughts that rise to the surface that we say so easily and without effort, but yet they're dictating our future actions. And we have to be first and foremost aware of what we're telling ourselves in that moment. Is it, you know, I'll just do it tomorrow. Um, I don't care. I just want to do what I want to do. Um, you know, what are those thoughts that just sneak in the back of our brain that allow us to make that split second decision and how do we offer up another alternative voice so that the I don't care isn't the only thing we hear and so therefore that's the course of action we take mm -hmm. so it's you know figure first and foremost you have to figure out what are the thoughts that you're thinking so then you can come up with the you know the sentence that will negate it mm -hmm. and will um, tear it back down so so that's one of the tips is, you know, make sure when you, you're looking for something, it does address the mindset piece because that's everything, you know, knowing what foods to eat is helpful. But I tell my clients all the time, 99% of the people that walk into my office, they know what they should be doing. They just don't know how to get out of their own way and mm -hmm. do it. So my job is just to help them by giving them those step-by-step -step processes of how to de-escalate cravings, how to put themselves in positions to be successful. And then the rest is actually very simple. Yeah. Um, so my second tip would be is it has to be easy, right? So if it's gonna be hard, if there's gonna be a lot of friction, if there's gonna be you know, a lot of work involved, people are gonna quit. And unfortunately, a lot of us think that these programs that involve more and more layers of difficulty are going to be, you know, even better and they're going to have better results with it. Honestly, as soon as things get hard, people just quit. Yeah. Stop showing up. You stop showing up for yourself. And so you have to figure out how can I consistently show up? And that's by making something ridiculously easy in the beginning, right? You got to get yourself those wins so that you want to show up for yourself every day. Um, if you can't do this diet plan at your next meal, it's the wrong plan. Like there shouldn't have to be this huge kitchen clean out, whole, you know, go to, you know, take everything out of your fridge and replace it with all new foods. You know, we're very motivated. We think that's the answer, but that's only gonna last a couple of days. And then you're gonna default to what's easy and comfortable. 
Yeah. So yeah. if you can't jump into the program at your next meal, it's not the right one for you. So that's such that's a good tip. That is so good. <laughs> you know, because you don't, you, you like hit it, the nail on the head of when you think about diets and that diet mentality, because there's so many diets out there and so many like fads and trends, right? Like, oh, well, you need to do this. So you have to be really, really strict and there's no other way but this. And it's like a kid when they're told no, what do you want to do? That, that child wants to go and do the very thing that they're told no. My daughter is only 17 months and I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. You best believe the moment I turn around, curiosity, I want to go do it because that's just like that natural human, just curiosity. Well, if I'm told no, that I can't eat all of this stuff, it's like mentally your mind's going to just oddly crave it, right? It's like you're going to want it more because you feel deprived or like you're being punished rather than just coming into this new mindset and just this new reality of things can happen in a really like easy and flawless way if you have somebody there supporting you and teaching yeah. you. These two tips already are just amazing. I can't wait to hear more. <laughs> All right, okay, so I got another one for you. Um, so this is the number one question that I ask every single one of my clients when they're trying to think about changes that they want to make to their diet, or if they want to try a different direction, something that they've heard is, um, can you see yourself doing this five years from now? Mm. Because if the answer is no, then I'm going to beg you, please do not start something you have no intention of finishing. Wow. Right. So we can wow. even parallel this to business, mm -hmm. right? You know, so many people think business is they, they look at a business or they look at um, somebody who has success and they think that it just happened in six months, you know, that they just put themselves out there and all the people just came. Like if you build it, they will come. Yeah. And yeah. they forget that, you know, some of the most successful businesses have been around for decades before they've reached that pinnacle. So part of it is, you know, if you can't see yourself doing this five years from now, then what are you doing? Because what gets you there keeps you there, right? It's not yeah. just this yeah. magical thing you do one time and all of a sudden you're healthy, your weight's off and everything is right in the world. Like whatever way you decide to do this is going to be the way you're going to live out your life. Mm -hmm. So you better like what you're doing and it better work for your body. Like even things like keto, some people are really successful with keto. Some people are not. And a lot of us, it's like, well, I'll just do keto until I lose the 10 pounds and then I'll go back to eating healthy. But that's no, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. You know, and a lot of times, again, then we add another layer of diet trauma because mm -hmm. we regain the weight and then we internalize that to mean I'm a, I'm a bad person. I'll never be able to, to meet this goal. And, you know, it's just unnecessary. So part of like behavior change is really enjoying the process because that's how you show up for yourself every day and continue to see the results. Yeah, I completely agree. And I love that you matched it and tied it in with business because 
It's so true. I always say you cannot compare your day one to somebody's year five mm -hmm. because it is so, it's so drastically different when you're starting out, you're learning, you're embodying this new way of being, you're figuring out how to do things and how it works for you. And it's this constant and continual space that you're growing and you're learning new ways and you're finding your like secret sauce to do it just as I'm sure anxiety and you find like you said you don't have this cookie cutter program of how you help people because everyone has to kind of figure it out in their own way what works for them and their bodies because everybody's body processes things completely different right just like how people show up for their businesses completely different so there's really no one way to do anything in life. And I think that that's the hardest part with the dieting world is that there's so much sell out there on the fact that, oh, here's this diet, go ahead and do it. And you're going to have this miracle weight loss program. You're going to deprive yourself for the next 30 days and you're going to lose all this weight and you're going to be magic and golden and it's going to stick with you for the rest of your life. But it's like you get sold on that idea that the magic is going to happen and it's going to stick. But the reality of it is like you just said, you have to continue doing it. No matter if it is a cookie cutter program that you started and it did successfully work for you, you have to continue doing it. You can't just stop and think that your body is just going to automatically be this whole new version while you're over here binging back on chips and ice cream and things at night. Exactly. Exactly. I will say I have so much respect for the people that come to me. Um, so maybe they're doing like a supplement program where they've, you know, bought in and it's like $400 a month for their supplements and it's meal replacements. Um, you know, and does it work? Well, yeah, because it's a calorie deficit when you're only eating about a thousand calories a day, you know, most people will see weight loss, but people can't keep up with that. It's not realistic with their family um, or finances to be spending that much money on their diet and then also have to buy groceries for the other family members. And so when they stop, they notice that the weight comes flying back on. And I have so much respect for the people that come in and say, you know what, I decided to do this, um, but I also realize I can't keep doing this, you know, financially or, or just even I'm not, I don't like it anymore. Can you please teach me? How do I transition? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm so glad you're here. Like, that's awesome because they see and they understand that you can't just do dieting like light switches. You can't just turn it off and on and expect everything to still stay the same. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, those are a couple tips um, of them. I think that those are super good. So let's highlight them again. So you, you tell them one, two, and three. <laughs> so the first thing is make sure that there's some type of behavior modification piece with it. You know, that's addressing the mindset work. Um, because honestly, just because you're in, wearing a smaller size piece of clothing doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're going to have all these different thoughts about your body, about who you are. Um, we think that once we are a certain size, then all of a sudden, all of our problems will go away. And they don't. So unless you know how to um, approach the mindset piece and integrate it into your plan and what you're doing with, 
your results are always going to be short-lived. So I would say step one is make sure that there's a program that includes that. Um, step number two is make sure it's easy, right? If you can't start at your next meal, then it's probably not right, not the right plan for you. Um, because again, the more friction, the more difficult a program is, the more likely we're going to quit. And then the third tip is ask yourself the question, can I see myself making this change five years from now? Because what gets you there keeps you there. And it's really important you enjoy the process. Um, you know, obviously there are different diets out there that can teach you different ways and different approaches of doing things. And you might like to take certain aspects of those diet parts of the diet and integrate them into your own plan. Just like a business, right? You you look to see what other businesses, not, oh, I like the, how they do that. And so you you adopt it and you make it into your own and then you pick something else from another business. And that's how you create your own plan and you make it your own and then you enjoy it. And then it's the effort, it's effortless because you love what you're doing and you just have to show up and be your authentic self. And that's all you need. And then you've created a whole new way of living and eating and enjoying and getting yourself to the areas that you desire, especially when you have somebody as amazing as you that understands this process and that is here to offer all three of those things so that I know you have something special to offer the listeners. If you want to go ahead, share about that, share where they can find you and all of the good things. Yeah, so um, our website is bodymetricshealth.com. And so if you go to our website, you'll find under a list of programs. So we have services that we offer in-house in our brick and mortar building and, and online through Zoom with virtual telehealth. Um, but underneath programs, there's a program called Diet Rehab. And that is our 30-day mindset challenge where you'll get a, uh, a video sent to your inbox every day for 30 days. It's about a two to four minute video along with a journal prompt. And it'll allow you to work your way through some of these mindset um, challenges that we go through and really start to help you question some of your own way of thinking around food or eating or your body or health and start to open up the conversation and teach you a different way. And so I'm offering uh, any of your listeners that are interested in that program, a 10% discount just by entering in the word podcast in the discount section, and then you'll get a 10% discount for that program. That is just amazing. That sounds incredible because now you're giving them an actionable piece to be able to embody that very first tip that you shared with us about how to find a program that fits for you. So thank you so much for today. Thank you for sharing all of your knowledge, all of your wisdom, your journey. I absolutely love that you found your way into this because family was something that was very, very important to you and that you found this piece that fits so perfectly and obviously you are so passionate about this area of people's lives and how you're capable of helping them and everything you've created and just the fact that you now have this opportunity to do this with your husband by your side 
in your brick and mortar to offer a whole new way of health and lifestyle for people to embody. I think that it is absolutely incredible. So thank you so much for sharing in your journey, your tips, your business, and everything else that we talked about today. I loved it. I hope everyone else did too. And I appreciate you. Of course. And if there's, um, if anyone is interested in just learning a little bit more, so you can follow us at Body Metrics Health on Instagram or Facebook. And then I also have a podcast called Nourish, Eat, Repeat. And so you can tune in weekly on Apple um, Podcast or Spotify or any of those major platforms. And you can hear even more about some of this mindset work and just general nutrition information. It goes along with the book I wrote called Nourish, Eat, Repeat, A Busy Woman's Guide to a Healthier Mind, Body, and Life. And so in that book, there's actually funny stories of living with five kids, connected to nutrition lessons. And then at the end of each chapter is a two five-star recipes. And I call them five-star because five out of five of my kids will eat them. So I figure if I can get five kids to eat this recipe, there's a good chance that you can get some of your kids to eat it too. Because I know, again, it's that practical piece of, you know, I want to do this, but my kids would never eat that. Well, here, let me show you and help you with some family-friendly recipes to get you started. So those are just other ways to connect and learn a little bit more about me and the practice. I love it. The woman that does it all. <laughs> it gives you still learning, still learning. <laughs> We're always learning, always be learning. Well, thank you again so much for being here. All right, thank you so much. <laughs>